It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Okay, hello everybody. It's Janice Malone here. Thank you for tuning in as always. Okay, is here finally. Yes, Super Bowl weekend is here and it's here in Vegas tomorrow night. It's been Super Bowl week all week long. Oh my goodness, I am just so tired from attending so many this and that and the third and the fourth and the fifth. Here tomorrow night, it all goes down. Mahomes versus Purdy. And let's see who's going to come out with the Purdy. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. With the trophy. <laughs> we'll see who's going to get it. I hope everybody is having a great time. If this is your first time in Vegas, welcome to our beautiful city. Have a lot of fun. Stay safe. And hopefully win a lot of money, you know? And if it Maybe if you don't, you can still have a lot of fun. Okay, let's talk about our guest here. We have a lot of guests here, as always. We have a guest in honor of Valentine's Day. Did you forget about Valentine's Day? Mm, some of you may have. Well, we do. We have, and we have people, uh, guests who are pertaining to the Super Bowl, of course. We have, for Valentine's Day, maybe you are having problems getting gifts. Maybe you are gift-giving challenged, as I like to say. Well, we have an expert, a trend expert from Etsy, you know, Etsy, etsy Etsy.com. Dana Isom Johnson will be joining us to talk about a new feature that Etsy.com has to help everybody select a really good gift that is thoughtful, not just something you pick up at the dime store. Okay. Anyway, we also have the host of a new show that has uh, premiered on Peacock, is streaming right now. It's called Couple to Thruple. Yeah, it's about polyamorous relationships, and it's a growing trend among a certain like Gen Zers, according to experts. Well, we're going to have the host of this new show. Maybe you've already seen it because we talked to the host uh, this past Thursday. So, couple to thruple. If you haven't seen it and you are a member of Peacock, that a subscriber should say of Peacock, you can go. Wait until we leave first and then go start streaming it and watching it. Anyway, a couple to thruple. Okay, we will also, turning to our Super Bowl people, we have resident betting guy expert from ESPN, Tyler Fulgham. You probably have seen him on ESPN Bet show. He's going to talk about betting and what to do, what not to do, who he thinks is going to win, what are the odds, what do the bookmakers say, all of that stuff that I know nothing about, but I bet you do out there. And we also have, to further speak of the Super Bowl, SpongeBob SquarePants. How do they fit in? The, hey, Nickelodeon has figured it out, and they have a first ever alternate telecast that will feature a lot of the characters from the SpongeBob SquarePants roster of talented characters. 
And one of our guests from the SpongeBob SquarePants show will be voiceover actress Carolyn Lawrence. And her talented voice stars as Sandy Cheeks on the SpongeBob SquarePants show. So Sandy Cheeks will be actually on the sideline during the Super Bowl. So, okay, that is our lineup of fun guests. And we're going to take a break. And when we return, we will bring you our first guest. So we'll be right back. Okay, it is Super Bowl weekend, finally, for all of us who are diehard NFL football fans. And in my case, I love college football just as much. Well, I know that people are just brimming over with excitement about this weekend's Super Bowl game, of course, here in Vegas. But let's not forget about that not only is February the month of Super Bowl, Black History Month, but it is also Valentine's Day month. And so with all of the hoopla, especially here in Vegas, uh, about the Super Bowl, we don't want to forget about Valentine's Day. And that brings me to our next guest here. Her name is Dana Isom Johnson, and she is the official trend expert for Etsy's.com. And of course, we love Etsy's. And so Dana is going to tell us about this brand new feature that Etsy.com has is called the gift mode. And it helps people who just can't seem to get Valentine's Day gifts right. You know, going to the drugstore at the last minute. You know what that's like. I'm guilty. I've done that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I repent. Oh, the gift fairy. I'm sorry. But Dana is going to help us not to do that. And what the gift mode is all about, Dana is going to tell us. But in a nutshell, it is for people who are gift giving challenged is what I like to call it. So, okay, let's get to chatting with Etsy's trend expert, Dana Isom. So let's take a listen right now. Well, hello and good morning to you, Dana Isom Johnson. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we finally got connected here. So let's jump right in here. So I will tell okay. tell everybody that you are, again, Dana Isom Johnson, and you are the trend expert at Etsy.com. Everybody loves that website. Oh, my goodness, you guys have some of the most wonderful products out here. So, Oh, I love to hear that. Thank you. Oh, yes, I'm a, I'm a purchaser, fan, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Well, now, okay, Dana, uh, as everyone knows, this is Super Bowl weekend, but maybe not everybody is into football. And it's just like, you know, Valentine's Day is also this month. So you are here being the Etsy trend expert to help people who just can't get it right for Valentine's Day gifts. What are some things that, that are popular as far as gifts for this year's Valentine's Day season? Yeah, well, Janice, you know, I have to say we recently did a study at Etsy that was just based on gifting, right? Mm -hmm. And we found that two-thirds of Americans really struggle with gifting. Like They oh. find it one of the most difficult tasks. So this is why we are launching, and we'll have launched because it's available right now, Etsy gift mode. And so what that really means is that Shoppers are going to go on Etsy.com or on the app. 
They're going to choose their person they're, they're shopping for. They're going to choose all of their personal likes and hobbies and then be fed a really curated list of thoughtful, interesting, and unique items that's perfect for the person that they're shopping for and hopefully alleviate all this stress um, that is surrounded around, around gifting and especially for Valentine's Day since it's right around the corner. It is so right around the corner. It's unbelievable how right around the corner it is. So, all right, gift mode. What a great idea. This will take all of the, you know, we. I, I hate to admit it, but I've been guilty. We just kind of go to Walgreens at the last minute, you know. Oh, no, Janet, yeah. that's why I'm here to help. I know, you know. <laughs> shout out to Walgreens, nothing against you. <laughs> but, but this, this. Gift mode, it it's, makes it seem like you really did put some effort and thought into the gift giving. So, okay, so far, what seems to be the most popular gifts for Valentine's Day 2024? Well, I'll tell you what. You know what? I think now it's not even about what's the most popular. It's about what fits the person that you're shopping for the best. Uh-huh. Because gift mode is all about really digging into this person's personal likes, their hobbies, the things that they really enjoy. Because I think it's time to really focus on the personalization of the gift for the person you're shopping for and not necessarily going, you know, with with what's the thing. So, for instance, you know, let's say you're shopping for a significant other then you're going to start by answering those the few little questions at the top of, of gift mode that you can see right on the homepage. You're going to click in wife, husband, friend, sister, mother, whoever it may be. And then it's going to ask you a few more questions like, you know, do they like to travel? Do they like astrology? All these different questions that's really going to help curate the perfect list of thoughtful items um, so that when your recipient gets their gift, they're going to be so happy and know that you got this gift perfectly tailored just for them. And I think the operative word is thoughtful. Yes. Put some thought into it. Now, gift mode, is this available throughout the year? And when did you guys first launch gift mode? This is brand spanking new, Janet. So th- we just launched this in the last two weeks. Oh. So this, yeah, this is brand new and we are so excited for it because again, like we, when we conducted this study, we also found that 50% of Americans who, who have said in the past, you don't have to get me anything. I don't want anything. They secretly did want something. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, so this is really showing that, you know, something thoughtful goes a long way, no matter what your budget is. So we really wanted to come in and be that assistance and really make, you know, gifting easier than ever and take out the stress. And finally, how can people find gift mode? They go to Etsy.com and then what? Yeah, so you can go to Etsy.com or you can even experience it on the app as well. And it is literally going to be right there on the homepage, right there as soon as you open the app. You can click in the box that says gift mode, experience gift mode, and that's going to start the questions for you. Like, again, I said you, you're going to click into who you're shopping for, what their personal uh, likes are. You know, one of my favorite gifts for the Globetrotter 
is a personalized passport holder. Oh, because yes. again, it's thoughtful, it's functional. Every time you guys go on trips together, you're they're always going to think of you. You're building memories. And again, like we were talking about, it's that thoughtfulness that really takes it over the edge. That is so great to hear. So once again, Etsy.com, go to the brand new, fresh out of two weeks ago, <laughs> gift mode. <laughs> and I thank you so much, Dana Isom Johnson. We love seeing you uh, when you were on NBC's uh, Making It. And oh, uh, yeah. And uh, uh, the, it's a YouTube show that you're a part of now. Tell us about that real fast. Yes, the YouTube show I did is called uh, Instant Influencer, okay. and it's it's really just celebrating um, younger folks who are also makers and artists and celebrating all the things that they make, but then adding that added uh, bonus of social media and really teaching and coaching them how to not only uh, boost their art and the creativity that they are creating, but also learning how to showcase that on social media platforms. Great. Sounds like it's a win-win for all generations here. But in the meantime, we will go and, and find that gift first at Etsy.com's uh, brand new gift mode. So again, thank you so much, Ms. Dana. And we will look forward to seeing your work as the year progresses. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day. Okay. Thank you. And same to you as well. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, thanks so much, Dana. And to keep our theme of uh, Salute to Valentine's Day going before we get to our Super Bowl-related guest, let's talk about this new show. There is this new show. How many of you, first of all, how many of you out there have Peacock, your subscribers? Lots and lots of you. Well, if you are a subscriber, or maybe if you're not a subscriber, maybe you, you might want to go check this show out. This is a new show that started on Thursday, the 8th. It's called Couple to Thruple. Yeah, Thruple is like a new word, I guess you could say, in our lexicon nowadays. T-H-R-O-U-P-L-E, Thruple. It is hosted by our two guests, uh, Scott Evans, we've seen him on Access Hollywood, of course, and also by sex relationship expert and therapist, Dr. Shamira Howard. And so she's, we probably, I know a lot of you probably have seen her uh, provide her expertise on different television shows and such as that. But anyway, what is Couple to Thruple all about? It's actually about polyamorous relationships. And that is, seems to be, according to uh, Dr. Shamira here and Scott, this is a growing trend among a certain, well, I guess would be Gen Z age people, but don't, no, no, not, not exactly. Because according to what experts are saying, uh, polyamorous relationships are extending over into older generations as well. So with this show, they profile uh, throuples. Uh, who are in this lifestyle and how they do it. And just, you know, it's a reality show. So they just follow these couples. There's lots of news and dumps. And Scott Evans, as the uh, primary host there, is just kind of acting as the GPS, guiding through all of it. It's a very entertaining show. You learn a lot. So anyway, again, it's already 
streaming on Peacock, and I had the opportunity to chat again with the host, uh, Scott Evans, and also with sex and relationship expert therapist, Dr. Shamira Howards. So let's just take a listen right now. Uh, let me just introduce, we are about to speak with Scott Evans, uh, and also by sex relation expert and therapist, Dr. Shamira Howard. And both of you, Scott, we of course know you from Access Hollywood and other popular TV shows, but the two of you are now going to be hosting this new show, Couple to Thruple, <laughs> that premieres on uh, Peacock, February 8th. Okay, Thruple, that, that's kind of disturbs and <laughs> it disturbs me that's a word i don't really know about but tell us about what is couple to thruple i have a feeling it's about polyamorous relationships but i could be wrong but am i correct or what you, you are absolutely correct but before we get into it i'm i'm curious what what why why disturbing i am just not ready for me not for people who are into it i am your biggest yes. cheerleader Really, it's just just not for me. Just like like licorice candy is just not for me. Um, uh, hog hoghead cheese. You know, I grew up in the south, so hoghead cheese, fruit cake. It's just some things are just not for me. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, but you, I hear you also say, but you do recognize that there are a lot of people uh, uh, out there that are into it. But you are absolutely right. Dr. Shamira and I are embarking in what feels like new territory for so, so many people, but territory that people are genuinely curious about. And while it may be new for, for many of us, um, Dr. Shamira has been working in this field, has been working with couples uh, 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 and various other kind of polycule, um, which is what you call like a, a people who are in a, a structure under uh, non-monogamy that may not be a throuple or may not be a, a, um, a couple so that you can, you know, more accurately describe it. But she's been working with, with this community for quite some time. And so it was paramount that we had somebody to help guide this uh, uh, experience, someone to help uh, these couples move through the experience in, in a way that they felt supported and um, uh, uh, grounded, you know what I mean? So they could be successful in it. Okay. So, well, having known and now hearing this, Dr. Shimara, how much has this lifestyle grown since the first time that you started uh, working with couples like this? Well, I'll tell you this, it has grown exponentially. So I'll here's some background. So there were some surveys that were conducted in 2016. And then again, at in 2020, the same surveys that sh and those surveys showed that non-monogamy is growing, especially amongst millennials. And I'll tell you in my practice, um, where people knew that I specialize in working with non-monogamous communities. So they would come in like, five, six, seven years ago, they'd come in and I'd have a few, but now people are really talking about it. It's more public. It's more popular. Um, people are recognizing that this is a real relationship structure that has worked best for them than other relationship structures, especially in non-monogamous, non I'm sorry, especially in non-monogamy. And they're like, you know what? I'm curious about this. And so I'm seeing more and more people who are actually curious, just like the couple's or a couple to throuple, which I call them polycurious, they are now curious about what would my life or our life be like if we had 
another person to share it with. And so how many couples are going to be profiled and followed on Couples with Thruple? Yes, we, we invited four couples down to have this experience. Okay, it's four. And so are they from any particular sector of the, the country or just kind of all over the country? And, and did you have a lot of people applying for this? You know, the, the amount of people who were interested in this really, I think, surprised so many of us. I think that was really the one of the tells that, you know, we were we were, we were moving in the right space. We we're moving at the right time. You know, there are there. I think if we were honest about if many of us were honest about where we are, what our what our scenarios are and what is being successful, we might challenge some of those norms. You know what I mean? And I think that that's exactly what these what these people were willing to do, what they were what they were interested in doing and, and intending to do was a challenge. OK, so here's the thing I've always thought I've got to have or here's the thing I've always thought it's got to be. But what if there's something else out there? You know what I mean? Okay. And so with these couples that are um, going to be on the show, do they have children together or separately before they got together? How how does that work with, with this particular group for the show? No, no one, no one in our particular uh, couples have children. Okay. Okay. And what about family members for the couple's uh, profile? Uh, do we get to see what their reaction is to this new lifestyle of their relatives or what? Well, you know, that's one of the really cool things about this show is that, you know, much of it happens um, in the resort. But the reality for so many of of, of the people who are living in this lifestyle um, in authenticity is that there is some aspect of their life that is public information. And so that they need to be prepared for that experience as well. And so that's certainly something that, you know, we wanted to make sure that they were um, uh, had some experience in that they, that they had some um, some preparation for here's how you may want to uh, um, think about talking to your friends or family. Here's how you may want to think about talking to coworkers. But really, our focus was on them. You know what I mean? Our focus was on here's how you need to communicate or here's a, here's a, an, uh, an aspect or a, a time where you really might want to dig deep into your your your, your bank right now hmm. and and uh communicate as honestly and openly as possible this is a uh a, a not necessarily a make or break moment but this is one of those key times where honesty will do so much good you know what i mean and so that was really our focus is what was happening in the dynamic between our couples and then um um uh when when forming successful thruples what was happening with the three of them and so I heard you mention resorts. So where was the show uh, shot and filmed? Or can a beautiful say? location. Yeah, beautiful location in Panama. You know, there's something about getting out of the country. There's something about, you know, leaving home. There's something about, you know, getting off work <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and immersing yourself in this experience. And we wanted to make sure it was rich for them. And Panama, uh, I mean, you can't get much better than that. Oh, goodness, no, <laughs> definitely not. Well, okay, Dr. Shamira, I guess I could say, <laughs> what determines success when it's a, a thruple? I mean, is it successful if it if this situation lasts, for, the duration is for a number of years? Or mm -hmm. do we define success for thruples if no one cheats and they're just among the three of them? Or, or what is that like? 
Janice, you're asking the good questions, okay? Good question. So I I do want to say that success in relationships are always defined by the people in the relationship. It doesn't matter what their relationship structure looks like, right? And so what I like to do with couples to help them, because a lot of, you know, couples don't start off this way, but people in relationship, in any type of relationship, whenever I get anybody in here in a relationship, we start off with their goal for the relationship. So it's like, this is your roadmap for the relationship. What are your expectations? What do you want? And what do you want your agreement to look like? And for many people in relationships, success to them is defined by how they meet their goals and how they're able to manage their agreements, how their agreements shift and how well they get along with each other in doing that. Who seems to... In poly relationships, it's it's not much different. It's all measured by your goals. What are your goals? And are you all working towards those goals? Who seems to be the leader as far as initiating wanting a thruple? Is it usually men or women or equally balanced? So that's the interesting thing about polyamory is that there the the whole premise around it is equity, right? In relationships and that everyone has agencies and everyone has equal opportunity. But if when we're talking about people like um the, the cast of couple to thruple who are highly curious and they have uh, no experience in non-monogamy or polyamory. It usually starts with the curiosity, with the question. It usually starts with someone identifying or recognizing that they actually either want to explore different facets of their sexuality or they have desires that no longer fit or don't fit in with their monogamous relationship. And it's not necessarily one gender over the other who initiates this conversation. It's just basically the person who feel comfortable enough discussing and using their mouth and discussing what their desires are. And I'm going to piggyback on that just a little bit, because I think that, you know, a lot of the focus sometimes gets put on the person who has to voice the, the desire, who has to initiate the conversation. But I think just as important is the person who's receiving that information, right? So like Mm -hmm. to to be able to hear that, to be able to, to acknowledge and um, validate your partner's feeling, their, their thought process or their, their desire, their curiosity without attaching your expectation and your um, belief or your filter on it um, is a really, really important step. And that doesn't go, that's not just for, you know, your curiosity and polyamory or non-monogamy, but like really anything. And so when we talk about like what you're going to see on this show, the thing that is fascinating to me about it is that while the vehicle for, um, how we move through it is uh, our, our throuples. Re- we're really digging into is what it means to be in a successful relationship, mm-hmm. how you can be in a successful li- relationship, how you can define that for yourself, what that looks like for yourself, and how um, uh, viewers, how we at home, how people involved can be emulating uh, those kinds of successes in our own relationship. So I'm not talking like I'm not. I'm certainly not saying that being in a throuple is for everybody, but certainly communicating honestly is. Certainly yeah. uh, acknowledging our partner um, in a loving, caring, and understanding way. Seeking to be uh, constantly curious about our uh, the people that are in our in our lives as a way of loving on them are things that we all would benefit from. You know. 
Okay, I have two last questions here. The couples okay. that are on the show, are any of them already married to each other or what? Yep. Okay, everybody or just two out of four or what? I can't tell you all of that now. Oh, you gotta watch Okay. <laughs> so they are currently married. We can we know that much. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Lastly. It might surprise it might surprise you to learn that there's a there are there are married um people, you know, married couples who are interested in this dynamic, huh? That yeah, that is surprising. I, I guess I am like ancient old school on things, but that's just mm-hmm. me. That's just me. You know, I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Yeah. That is totally okay. I appreciate you acknowledging that. Listen, this is the way I've been thinking about this or how I thought about this. But the the great part about that, Janice, is you're saying I'm not yucking anybody else's yum. If y'all yeah. are good with this, then great. And I love that you're getting more information about it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, believe me, I get wedding presents, baby shower gifts. I mean, I support whatever people are into. And I get them nice gifts, too, by the way. Uh, anyway. That's you know, that's right. Add that's right. to the gift list, Janet. We yes. like gifts. Yes. <laughs> yes. And finally, Dr. Shamara and Scott, do you both see the polyamorous relationships? Do you see this increasing as we progress along in time or what? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Already one in eight Americans already say that they've engaged in some type of sexual activity with someone other than their partner. And while monogamy seems to be the preferential relationship structure here, 34% of adults say that they do prefer some type of non-monogamous relationship structure as their ideal relationship. So those numbers are increasing. The popularity amongst non-monogamy is increasing. The popularity among throuples is also increasing. So we are definitely going to see more non-monogamous relationships. And and I'm, I'm going to piggyback on that, as are the divorce rates for monogamous relationships. And, you know, and, and I'm, yeah. I certainly don't want to conflate the idea of ethical and consensual non-monogamy with uh, uh, plain old cheating. But there have been people who have been operating, there have been the individuals who have been operating in non-monogamy uh, um, uh, rather unethically uh, for some time, you know what I mean, in secret um, and behind closed doors for some time. And so I think that the, what we're going to find, with the, I think what our hope, what our prayer is for sure, is that while um, uh, uh, this has been around for some time, people will, will grow to become more honest with themselves, more honest with their partners, and live more honestly. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's, it's the way that you think I should live, or or mommy thinks I should live, or boss thinks I should live, but certainly in a way that is in agreement with my partners, um, uh, and that is is admirable nonetheless. I still have a lot more questions, but I know I'm out of time. Oh, goodness. I mean, you, as you can see, I'm going to be watching. I'll probably be the first viewer for February 8th on Peacock. Come on. Come on and watch with us, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, are you guys having any kind of, uh, you know, IG viewing parties or Facebook parties? Absolutely. Or... Really? Okay. How can people I'll find you? Instagram. Yep, I'm going to be on Instagram talking about the show right after it goes off. Okay, what's the handles? 
Sexologist Shamira. Okay. And and what about you, Scott? And I got Evan on everything. On everything. Okay. I better I better click on right after the show ends. Okay. Okay. Um, man, I've got a lot of more questions. I guess I'll just send the man to the live stream. So send the man. Yes, please. We would love that. That would be great. Yeah, like ground rules if you want to do this. And how do you explain this to your boss at your job? I got a lot of questions. But anyway. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm about to tell you, your boss might already be in a throw. All right. Oh, Scott, I forgot about that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. You might see him on couple of throuple. Now, don't play with me. <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness well again <laughs> I have learned too much new information today and it's not even 9 o'clock in my time zone <laughs> that's perfect so we got Couple to Thruple premieres February 8th on Peacock with live streaming immediately following and so our hosts are Scott Evans and Dr. Shamira Howard both of you thank you so much for the information the education and just entertaining me all on the same conversation oh, oh, Jen, we enjoyed this okay well I will see you guys on the 8th for sure alright all right, okay take care then bye bye you too okay this is Drew and Jonathan Scott, the Property Brothers, and you are listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone. Okay, it is time for the beginning of our Super Bowl guest here. Well, you know, unless you've been hiding or living under a huge rock in the Grand Canyon somewhere, you don't know this. This weekend, tomorrow is the Super Bowl final, right here in Vegas, and oh my God. The whole world has descended here, and what's part of the world that's not here? Well, I guess they're just going to be left out. So anyway, that brings us to our first Super Bowl-related guest. We're talking about to talk to ESPN's sports betting expert. If you are into betting and all of that kind of great stuff, which is things that I don't really think about, uh, you know the name Tyler Fulgham. He is the official sports book of ESPN and ESPN Bet. He delivers these this the ultimate, just the ultimate betting experience. He does live in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, money lines, futures, teasers, and all kinds of prop bets. I don't know what any of that means because I don't know Diddly nor squat about betting, professional betting. I don't even know about amateur betting. But it all falls in line just in time for, of course, the Super Bowl tomorrow. And Tyler is an expert. He is a sports betting expert, and he is about to join us. He's going to tell us about his predictions, give us some tips about betting on tomorrow's big game. And also, if, I'm sure a lot of you, millions of you are having uh, Super Bowl parties at your place of residence and such. So Tyler is going to give you some ideas about some fun games that you can do, some, some betting type games that you can do in the comforts of your own place, or your man cave, or your pool party, or wherever you're doing in honor of the Super Bowl party. So let's greeting on my chat with ESPN's Tyler Fulgham about all of the do's and don'ts and the coolness of betting, especially for a big game like this. So let's bring him on right now. 
Well, we are here. We are here and all accounted for. And want to tell everybody. Yeah, we want to tell everybody that we are talking to the one and only Tyler Fulgham from ESPN's ESPN Bet Live. And you are one expert when it comes to betting. You know it all. Oh, my goodness. Tyler, what are the odds looking like for this upcoming Super Bowl? So far, is it a landslide for Mahomes in Kansas City or what does it look like? No, it's actually not. The The Chiefs are the underdog in this game. So sports books uh, are indicating that the higher outcome probability is that the 49ers win the game, although it's expected to be a close one. The Chiefs um, uh, are only a one and a half point underdog on the scoreboard. So I know a lot of people look at Mahomes' history. He's won two Super Bowls. He's the best quarterback in the game, maybe one of the best of all time, and think, how could he be the underdog? How is he not favored to win? Um, no, it's uh, even though a lot of people are going to be betting on him to win this game because they've seen his recent success, it is the 49ers who are actually the small favorite. That is unbelievable. I just knew it was probably a last landslide, like a, a million to one or something like that. But what do I know? <laughs> Well, now I live here in Vegas, Tyler, and I know zero about betting. What kind of tips do you have for people like me? First and foremost, look at it as like an entertainment cost. Like, you know, only spend the amount of money that you're comfortable if you were going to watch a show. I mean, you wouldn't spend 30% of your, you know, monthly budget on going down to the strip to watch shows or, you know, on going out to eat. So make sure you budget responsibly. So um, if you, uh, you know, don't win these bets, it's not going to, you know, ruin your day, week, month, or year. That's the first and most important thing to do. And then have fun. I mean, when you look at games, don't be afraid to just bet on a hunch. Of course, understand what you're betting, understand the money line, understand the spread, understand the total, the money line is just figuring out who's going to win the game. It doesn't matter the score. It doesn't matter how much they win by. You just got to pick the team that wins the game. And the odds will indicate what team is favored to do so by a minus sign in front of their price and the team that is the underdog or less likely to do so by a plus sign in front of their price. And the same for the spread. Whereas the money line, you just have to figure out who wins. It doesn't matter the uh, accounting on the scoreboard, so to speak. When you take spread betting into um, account, you have to figure out how much the team win or loses by. Basically, Look at the spread and whatever that number is, if it's a minus one and a half, whatever the final score is, subtract one and a half from the team that won. If it's a plus one and a half, add plus one and a half to the team that is the underdog. So that's all you're doing to the final accounting. It's basically trying to even things out because one team is expected to win. Here's a way to even it out so we can get a truer measure of who played better on that day. Tyler, this sounds like a lot of math for me. So it is, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of math, <laughs> a lot of math there. But okay, I mean, again, I live in Vegas. I haven't been here that long, but people are having Super Bowl parties, obviously, all over the world. Actually, any any suggestions as far as uh, bet parties, uh, you know, any games that you can suggest for people at home with their own home Super Bowl parties? Yeah, a very common um, and popular game for the Super Bowl is called Super Bowl Squares. And the great thing about Super Bowl Squares is you don't need to 
have a math degree from MIT. You don't need to know a damn thing about football, who's playing, the names of the players, what they do. It is a game made for literally everyone where you set up a board that has the numbers 0 through 9 on the x-axis and the numbers 0 through 9 on the y-axis. And you have one team on the x-axis and one team on the y-axis. And before the game starts, you pay whatever you determine the amount is per square. You buy as few or as many squares as you want. You pay that cost into a pot. And then right when the game starts, you randomize those numbers 0 through 9 on the x-axis and 0 through 9 on the y-axis. And then at the end of each quarter, whatever the number is at the end of the score for each team. So let's say it's 14 to 7 at the end of the first quarter. The number 4 for that team that's up and that number 7 for that team that's trailing. Whoever has that square, they win of the money that's in the pot. And you repeat that for the second quarter, the third quarter, and then the final score. So it's a random luck game, but it is fun because you're going to have four different winners and you'll be coming back to the board to, um, you know, reignite the fun at the end of each quarter. Okay, Tyler, that sounds like more math. So I think I'm just going to eat some snacks and just watch the game. <laughs> well, anyway, we're running out of time. I am, really. And thank you so much. Quickly, who's going to win? Tell us. I think the Chiefs win. I think the Chiefs win. If I'm betting my money, I'm going to bet it on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to win another Super Bowl. Despite the fact that I picked the 49ers before the season started, I just think right now Mahomes and the Chiefs are playing too well and are going to be too hard to beat. They are. They're unstoppable. Okay, we'll see who's right and we'll see who's wrong. And thank you so much. And then party on here in Vegas. Okay, thank you, Tyler. I still have no clue as to what he said, but thank God there's millions of you out there who do understand how to do professional bets and sports. I have no clue as to what Tyler says. All of that, it sounds like foreign algebra to me, (laughs) but there's a million of you out there, a million plus, who do understand betting and wagers and I all of that. All I know is tomorrow is going to be a big game between two powerhouse football teams, and so I'll just be watching. That's all I can tell you. But anyway, to further speak of our Super Bowl-related guests, I mean, the Super Bowl people have left no stones unturned, even for children. Yes, could you not? My next guest If you have kids of a certain age, especially young children, you are more than familiar with the whole SpongeBob SquarePants empire is what it is. And in honor of the Super Bowl, yes, Nickelodeon has jumped in here and they have come up with a really cool idea. It is Super Bowl, the first, the first ever alternate telecast of the Super Bowl, and it will air on Nickelodeon with some of the network's most popular characters taking part in the telecast. Yes, yes, yes. The Super Bowl 
will be coming from Bikini Bottom, the undersea home, of course, of SpongeBob SquarePants. And this is going to be a family kids-centric special presentation of the Super Bowl game. And so a lot of your kids' favorite SpongeBob characters will be there. Oh, yes, yes, they will be there. And they will be the actors and actresses who portray these characters will be there. And actually, that brings me to our guest. Our guest is Carolyn Lawrence, and she is the voice of the character Sandy Cheeks on the SpongeBob SquarePants show. This will be her debut for doing something like this, but Sandy Cheeks, a.k.a. Carolyn Morris, will actually be on the sidelines recording with some of the real uh, NFL uh, sports announcers and such. And it's just going to be a lot of fun, especially for ki young kids. And this is a probably cool way to maybe introduce your kids to what football is all about, if you care to. It's just a lot of fun. So anyway, I had the opportunity to chat with Carolyn on, what was that, Thursday. And so she's going to give us more insight about SpongeBob, Nickelodeon, and the Super Bowl and how it all is going to fit in together. So let's take a listen to my chat with Carolyn Morris. Good morning to you and Vegas. In Vegas, <laughs> yes, in all places. In Vegas, oh my God, everybody, oh my goodness, is here, and uh, so we we are here with you, and so we want to get jump right into this here. So, all right, everyone loves your voice, especially children. Uh, you are Carolyn Lawrence when you're not playing, and the character of Sandy Cheeks on the beloved SpongeBob SquarePants, and the other characters, voice characters that you do. So tell us about. I understand that Nickelodeon has this wonderful idea. There's going to be the first ever alternate telecast for the Super Bowl, but it's going to be on Nickelodeon, especially for kids. So tell us all about it. Yeah, so it's it's so exciting and so epic. It was such a great idea to bring the two things together, right? Yeah. So you're going to be able to see the exact same game at the exact same time. It's on Nickelodeon. It's going to be way more fun because it's going to have the cast of SpongeBob helping you out, learning about the game. You're going to have other characters. Well, you're going to have SpongeBob and Patrick calling the game in the booth with Nate and Noah. And you're going to have, uh, I'm going to be on the sideline. Sandy Cheek's going to be calling the game from the sideline, doing her best to tell you all what's going on. Um, Larry Lobster's there. I'm sure Plankton's going to cause some trouble. Um, we're going to have some Ninja Turtles, Doodle Bob. I mean, it's going to be a crazy smash-up of fun. But you won't miss the game either. And you might learn a thing or two about the game. Well, you know... I think this is a wonderful opportunity for kids. If they're old enough, this is a good way to probably introduce them to football. What do you think of that? I think that's the brilliant thing about it is that um, for a lot of families, like you might have a family member who's a diehard football fan who spends all Sunday watching football, trying to entertain kids on the side while you're trying to focus on the game. But this gives a family both things because everybody can watch together. And um, I do think it'll be engaging for the little ones, a way for them to enjoy the sport and learn more about the sport. At the same time, the family gets to share. So I just am so excited. I can't wait to see the response from families 
I think it's going to be a phenomenal opportunity for everybody. Oh, I do too. So we don't know exactly who at Nickelodeon, there's such geniuses there, but this is a genius of an idea that they have created. So we want to commend them for that as well. So, oh. very much so. I, I want to know who that person is. I keep trying, I keep asking around, who's the one who sat in that meeting and had this brilliant idea? I want to say thank you. Absolutely. So am I. I'm saying thank you to genius person there at Nickelodeon. <laughs> Lots of genius people there. But, so, okay. So, in, in preparation uh, for this big upcoming event, did you have to? You know, you and, of course, your character, Sandy Cheeks, did the two of you have to go and kind of learn some football? Or did you already know about the game yourself? I didn't make anything about the game. I mean, I've watched it a lot over my, my lifetime, but I like, sat down to learn rainbow or stats or anything. So, uh, thankfully, Sandy, Sandy, she, I mean, she's from Texas. So she got it all down. And she's a sports girl and a scientist. So she's not going to have to win at all. She's got this totally under control. Um, me, on the other hand, yeah, I've been trying to watch things online and watch games and watch the other female reporters that do sideline reporting and, and try to educate myself a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's live and it's just going to be fun. And the cast and I have worked together for 25 years. Oh, my goodness. So we really just enjoyed the day. Yeah. Has it been 25 years? So, huh, so, so, so. <laughs> yes. I can't believe it's been that long. So now the SpongeBob SquarePants original kids, now they have children, I'm sure, by now. Right. That is the craziest part of all of it. So the cat, my Tyler Bill and I were talking about this the other day, that we've been on the show so long, but now some of the new artists and people who work on the production team grew up watching our show and now are employed by our show. Oh, goodness. What is that it's like? Kind of, it, it's kind of wild. It's really fun. It's really fun to have someone who grew up with a fan and now has the opportunity to work on the show. What an amazing thing. It I is, don't know. We're just so lucky. You really, really are. What is it like for you when you're you know, out in public and, 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 you know, have you ever switched over to the Sandy Cheeks voice character if needed or what? <laughs> Sometimes it's really funny because I'm not as recognizable as some of the men, which is, is fun. Cause I can be more incognito. Right. Um, but there has been times when there's been a kid who's talking to his parent, like at target or something about the show. And, and it's hard not to just intervene and be like, so, uh, do you know who this is? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. It's very fun. I know those kids' eyes just light up when the minute they hear that voice. <laughs> it is so cool. Yeah, I've, noticed, I've noticed if they're eight or younger, uh -huh. they don't they don't completely always get it. And the parents have to explain the whole thing when I walk away. <laughs> but, if but if they're older, they get really excited. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It, I mean, we were talking about the geniuses of uh, Nickelodeon. Well, the genius of creation of SpongeBob SquarePants got to give them their props as well. Just a brilliant show and characters. 100%. Yeah, the creator, Stephen Hillenberg, um, was brilliant, not only in his art and his creativity, but in his innate ability to bring wonderful people together. Mm -hmm. um, 
he just put together a magical team. I don't even think he really thought about it. I just think he went with his instincts and created this magical thing. And we're just so lucky. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's not even to mention all of the millions of merchandise that's around the world from the world of SpongeBob SquarePants. It's just even more amazing. So, okay. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. I was in Ecuador with my daughter and we were at this little tiny shop in this little tiny town and there were SpongeBob socks. <laughs> not in Ecuador. <laughs> Even in, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Even in Ecuador. That's amazing. The power of media. Well, finally, yeah. uh, have you all have has all the characters, the crew of the SpongeBob crew, are you guys already in Vegas or when do you land here? Uh, yeah, most everybody there. Some of us coming and going um, because of other responsibilities and other jobs and other things. Like I was there all day yesterday and I'm back here today and i'm back for friday and it's a crazy week but yeah vegas was a hopping and it was fun to be around all the enthusiasm i got to meet all the sports reporters yesterday and um the cbs sports team oh. and uh just walking through the lobby of the hotels and and feeling the energy is is wild is oh it... and the big dorito Yes, it's so much going on. It's oh god, it's so much. It's but it's a good so much, you know. Well, anyway, uh, Carolyn Lawrence, thank you. It is a lot, but it's it's an enjoyable a lot, believe me. Well, anyway, well, Carolyn, we thank you. I'm not a parent, but the millions of parents around the world thank you uh, for your character and everything. And we will see all of you on Sunday. Super Bowl 58? Okay, take care then. We'll see you on Sunday. Okay, bye-bye. I'm sorry, I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I said so. We'll see you on Sunday then. (laughs) Okay, Okay, bye-bye. Okay, thank you so much, Carolyn. Miss Sandy Cheeks herself from SpongeBob SquarePants. A lot of fun tomorrow, upcoming Super Bowl game. So listen, we are out of time. Thank you to all of my guests. There's a lot of them. And all I can say is may the best team win, and we know who that's going to be. Hmm, Mahomes. Anyway, uh, have fun tomorrow, the whole weekend, and we'll see you guys next Saturday. So take care of yourself. Bye-bye.